The following segment is from Monday, Football Monday, on the SB Nation NFL Show, where we're discussing your favorite team. Subscribe to the SB Nation NFL Show to make sure you don't miss conversations like this one. We don't see a lot of quick turnarounds in the NFL, at least not ones that last a long time. So I, I guess, is the timeline of how quickly this team turned into a powerhouse in the AFC surprising to you at all? Yes and no. I think like there were obviously major questions about not only Zach Taylor, but Lou Rumo and just the legitimacy of both of them as coaches after the 2020 season. Obviously, Burrow going down to finish that season wasn't ideal, but you didn't have a great idea about what either one did well as a offensive and defensive play caller. So the fact that they were able to just acquire all these pieces personnel wise in basically two or three off seasons hit on most, if not all of their major important draft picks. Now we have Jackson Carmen, who's looking like a capable left tackle after he was labeled as a major bust for a second round pick. Like they haven't really missed in rebuilding this thing. And that's what's made it turn around so quickly, but also the fact that all these personnel pieces fit perfectly with what the coaches want to do. And the fact that the coaches have managed and kind of adjusted the, their schemes and what they want to do to the personnel that they have fit, despite some injuries and whatnot, it's definitely accelerated it. But when you have that guy in court at quarterback in Joe Burrow, and you've developed these weapons, these homegrown weapons from these draft picks with the same coaching staff for four years, it definitely makes it easier to accelerate the process. John, is there a, um, I don't want to say like a relaxing sort of disposition, but um, I say this as somebody whose team got bounced in the division around again, like it is such a high pressure situation when the Cowboys in the division around. Cause right. Like it, they ha- they can't get past it. Right. So is this like naturally, you know, high intensity associated with that? Is there like a, a piece to like, you know, it's, it, this isn't like the Cinderella run that was happening. And again, like the Cinderella part of this has been disproven as we've talked about here, but like, this team has been this specific team has been here before. Like it's not the what was the the tweet the Bengals sent out last year after the Raiders win? Was it send a text message, right? Because like the Bengals had not had a, a playoff win in the era of texting or something like that. Like all of those things are gone. Like this is now just normal. Like, is there a a, a calming effect to that in your mind? I, th- I think so. Like a- after every playoff win, there's just an extra ounce of confidence that gets added to the equation. Like, you know, Burrow said after the Raiders win, like this is like the standard now. Like obviously it it's a monumental win in the history and the lore of the city and the franchise and everything but you know he came into the league being a champion in college and like that was his you know whether or not it's outlandish from the beginning or whatnot that was like the expectation for him to come in and and to completely change the franchise for the better so from that moment like when they beat the Raiders like they established the confidence themselves that that they can handle these stages and they certainly have proven everyone right in that sense I guess when you think back to this it was connecting burrow with jamar chase as you think back how important was that that decision to go with this one-two punch in what has been a really quick as jeremy sort of alluded to trajectory for this team into the deal into the elite well it's it helps when you have two bona fide and like number one receivers out there on the boundary it just makes the whole offense kind of go and god i still remember the debates about him versus panay sewell and i feel like Sewell is a phenomenal player, phenomenal left tackle. The Bengals at, at that point in their offseason, like they they needed that explosive weapon at receiver. T. Higgins was, was coming off a very solid rookie season and he's developed very nicely, but you weren't sure how quickly and how you know strongly he was going to develop into a vertical threat. Chase's presence has really just opened up the offense. Obviously, we saw it last year with all the deep shots, and now they've kind of evolved his role into more of an intermediary intermediary under underneath kind of a, kind of option as defenses have adjusted it just really makes the offense completely multi-dimensional and obviously the chemistry factor matters as well like having that history with him and burrow going back to 2018 it definitely doesn't hurt but like he was so needed 
to make this offense take the next step. And now you're seeing him break, you know, 20 tackles a game as his underneath option while still having that explosion and verticality aspect to his game. Not to, to look too far ahead, but obviously next week now we got an AFC rematch in the, in the championship game. Uh, what What's different about this Bengals team, obviously, other than the fact that they're not considered as, as much of an underdog as they were last year? Well, I think th- we still need to see more of a sample size with this offense line and how they can hold up in pass protection. They did a great job against the Bills, but obviously the Bills, they've been such a much um, less effective uh, pass rushing unit ever since Von Miller went down, right? You had Greg Rousseau as a power rusher, and, and he had a couple of wins against Kima Denji, but Shaq Loss and AJ Ebenezer, they didn't really give Jackson Carmen that much of a challenge. You had, I think, injuries along the interior of the Bills' defensive uh, defensive line. So you have Ted Karras now is playing on maybe a bad knee entering this game, and, and that, that's something to monitor. That would be the fourth injury that this Bengals offensive line has suffered. So Frank Clark, Chris Jones, really good pass rushers. It's going to be tough to keep them off of Burrow for this entire game, but Burrow has done a great job of not turning those pressures into sacks. And that was a huge problem for him last year. And it led to that nine sack game against the Titans that they somehow managed to overcome. So he's doing a good job of getting out of the pocket and getting the ball out quicker. This Bengals offensive line now hopefully has more cohesion now in their second game, starting with this specific five. So just that, the fact that you don't have now 20 or 30 pressures allowed in a single game, it allows for more consistent and sustainable offense and with a defense that continues to prove itself against these top quarterbacks like Luna Rumo and his, and his mad scientist ways like he just managed to take away your best playmakers if not for the entire game for the moments that matter so all those things clicking just makes a more complete team you can hear the rest of this conversation by subscribing to the SB Nation NFL show wherever you get your podcasts